Today's episode of Pearl River Flows The Babble is brought to you by The Kemper Project. The Kemper Project is making unlimited clean energy from old bottles and cans. For examples on the types of old bottles and cans you should bring to and throw at our facility, please visit pearlriverflow.com's The Trash under the collection Old Cans and Bottles. Thank you. Welcome to Pearl River Flows the Babble. I'm your host, Patrick Jerome. All right, folks, we got a lot coming up for you today on Pearl River Flows the Babble. I am, as we just mentioned, your host, Patrick Jerome, and we've got today a little public service announcement or two. And we've got a big announcement here, big breaking, crazy, crazy breaking news from local uh, legend, local comedian, uh, Daniel Palmer. We've heard him here on the show before doing his bits, but he has a life outside of comedy, folks, and he has uncovered some truly mind-blowing shit. And he's going to tell us all about it today. Uh, We've also got a bit of fiction a little something from the Pearl River Flow archives that we've uncovered. And music today from a local band that we've had on the show before and we really enjoy. Swamp Babies. So t- stay tuned to the end for that. Uh, it's a slightly shorter episode than usual today. We've been, we've been running them a little long lately and I really wanted to just get you guys something that you could listen to uh, on your drive to work or something. So... Not as long as previous entries, but we're going to be getting some more good comedy recorded here real soon, so stay tuned. So look, everybody, I just wanted to do an actual public service announcement. I know you're used to my weird ads and uh, fake public service announcements, but this is is something I think people actually should do. The first annual Pearl River Clean Sweep. Uh, it's a cleanup of the entire river from north of the reservoir down to the down to the ocean. It's going to be on Saturday, September 23rd. Uh, you can go to the website, not my website, although I will have a link there. You can go to Take Two Miss. That's Take the Number Two M I S S dot com. Just Google Take Two Miss. I know it sounds like it's going to get you to a porn, and it might, but. And sign up for it. They're going to be cleaning up trash all the, all along the river, all, you know, what, 700 and something miles of it. And you will be doing me a favor. I know a lot of you think I thrive on all this trash down by the river, so cleaning it up would somehow hurt the quality of PearlRiverFlow.com. You are wrong. The good stuff is still going to get out there, folks. It really is. The trucks, the cars, the weird baby dolls, all that kind of stuff is still going to be out there by taking part in this cleanup you are going to get just the the vast majority of the trash that i don't take pictures of because it's so boring i mean i don't need to see another dasani bottle i don't need to see another you know paps blue ribbon can i don't need to see a lot of this stuff it gets in the way of finding the good trash and you can help by going to take two minutes, signing up for doing one of their cleanups. They do more cleanups than just this big one, but this big one on September 23rd is going to be statewide. 
I mean, there will be stuff going on in Louisiana, too, if you're one of those people who live in Louisiana. Yeah. But we uh, we would love you guys to help out. And, you know, if you go to their website and you look at stuff, then they, they got all kind of great stuff going on there. It's a really good organization trying to do something that we kind of obliquely, barely hint at that you maybe you need to do. They're just going ahead and telling people to do it and doing it. So, you know, there's something to be said for that directness. All right. Well, look, uh, that's enough. That's enough of this uh, real life bullshit. Let's bring in some comedy. Let's bring in some ads. Today's episode of Pearl River Flows the Babble is brought to you by the Tardigrade Foundation. The Tardigrade Foundation is not a foundation for the preservation of tardigrades. Tardigrades do not need human intervention for their preservation. Currently, humans are doing tardigrades a lot of favors, like pumping the air and oceans full of toxins, making things radioactive, and launching tardigrades into space where they can survive no problem. No, the Tardigrade Foundation is all about preserving humans for tardigrade sakes. Remember, don't cause the extinction of humanity because it's really good for tardigrades that we're still around. The Tardigrade Foundation is not a real charity and does not accept any donations. If you wish to make a donation to the Tardigrade Foundation, please dump your nearest batteries into the nearest sewer. The Tardigrade Foundation will remind you not to do that. All right, everybody. Hey, we got a treat for you today. I've got live and in person Daniel Palmer. You've uh, heard him on some of our stuff before, but he's here today to tell you mind-blowing truths about Nickelodeon and the CIA. Daniel, we uh, first saw your public access TV show that was potentially seen by tens of people uh, on on Jackson's uh, public access. And you have a book coming out. Is that right? Uh, that's exactly right, Patrick. Uh, I have a book coming out. Uh, like, as you said before, we, uh, I have a lot of truths revealing about Nickelodeon. So that's what my book's going to be face, uh, based about. Uh, yeah, your book, your book is called Agents of the Hidden Temple. And I assume that is because the first part is about the well-known CIA plant Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes, uh, the the first chapter of the book is about Legends of the Hidden Temple. Uh, there's a there's a lot there. Um, the big thing is the, the the team names for Legends of the Hidden Temple were actually based on uh, some CIA code names for strike teams in various parts of the world. Uh, of course, of course, yeah. Go now, what when what would those be? Uh, well, we we have um, we have some 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 fairly similar some fairly on the nose ones, if you would call it, uh, the Red Jaguars that uh, that of course affected the uh, the strike team in Cuba. Oh yeah, it uh, totally makes sense. Red uh, you know. Jaguars, yeah. Yes, and uh, the uh, the Green Monkeys were here in the USA. Uh, I bet you didn't know the stri- the the CIA had a strike team here in the USA. Uh, the Green Monkeys. That sounds familiar. Why is that? Uh, well, they actually carried out a uh, a program a few years ago. Uh, the Jade Helm, have you heard about this? Oh yeah, yeah. Jade Helm, Green Monkeys. I mean that that is a hundred percent. That's just them rubbing their our noses in the fact that they know that we know. Mm-hmm. The Green Monkeys were wearing the Jade Helm that day. Uh, in South America, they had, they had uh, purple parrots, which a lot of people. Uh, Operation Condor. Exactly. Yes, Operation Condor to undermine all the governments in South America. Yeah, we're we have extensive ties. I mean, uh, not ties. <laughs> Uh, knowledge of that program here 
uh, yeah, and probably their most dastardly uh, strike force, um, the Silver Snakes, which uh, was in reference to population control, uh, euthanasia of elderly people. Dastardly. Uh, da- da- silver snakes. It all makes sense now. It does. And you know that that end game in uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple, where they had to progress through the temple, solving riddles just like they want you to. Uh, uh, but then to be grabbed by the guard, the authority figure, and carted away to a secret prison. Yes, it, they would ask them uh, uh, trivia questions, almost mocking the fact that they had uh, Alzheimer's syndrome and. Oh man, this is they're just they're just they, they if we know, you know, maybe we can get past one of the temple guards, but you got to give up your um pendant, which I think we all know what that means. Yeah, you you for each favor you do for the oligarchy, you get half a pendant. And uh for each favor you call in from the the robot overlords, they'll they'll request a a, pen, a half a pendant or up to a pendant from you. The, I mean, they always get one, and you know we only ever get half a pendant. That's the way it goes. But um, uh, anyway, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm rambling, I'm rambling a bit. Yes, uh, this is just a, uh, yeah. Uh, you can see various pepperings of their devious plot throughout all of their shows. Just a few examples. Uh, I happen to notice while skimming some of the uh, the late night reruns of these shows. In uh, the background of one of the Clarissa Explains It All TV shows, there's a picture hanging above the staircase that leads to her room, and in that picture is just highlighted points of all the nuclear uh, missile silos we have in the United States. Oh, and I mean, Clarissa Explains It All, because we have to come to an authority figure to get our explanations. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I see what they're doing there. That's right. And Rocco's Modern Life, uh, the entire Rocco's Modern Life show actually is just an allegory for uh, North Korean refugees, each episode uh, giving directions for escape, much like uh, slaves in the South would sing spirituals along the under- Underground Railroad. I-, I knew that show was subversive, but I didn't know to who. I didn't know it was the, for them, you know. Yeah, uh, it, it, it was subversive at that. Uh, speaking of subversive, um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? You familiar with this show? I'm familiar with the Illuminati icons in the show. Uh, yes, actually, the uh, the show uh, would start off every week, and they would say, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. And what would follow is a series of longitude and latitude lines uh, disguised in children's campfire tales. Of course, um, the children must submit things to the approval of this Midnight Council, which meets secretly, hidden, cowled in the dark. Exactly. Uh, the Midnight Society, as a fun, fun backstage joke, uh, was the name of all the all the Illuminati members that worked for Nickelodeon called themselves the Midnight Society. And, and of course, the Illuminati dark. themselves bring their name from the the Light Bringer, who brings light to the darkness, which is Lucifer's name. Yes, wh- which is exactly why they're telling tales around a campfire, light into the darkness of hell. Which the children are fed to, allegorically, over the course of the show. Yeah, I guess that happened in a couple of the episodes. And the the that show and the, and this that traumatized me for life when I was a kid. I, that show had the shadow people on there, the bug eyed shadow people. That it, there was that episode where a shadow came to life. 
like Peter Pan. And watched people. It watches. The shadow watches. The darkness watches the shadow people. I I think I was getting a sandwich during that part. They know. They know. Well, now they know. Of course they know. Everybody in the NSA and CIA listens to this show. But yeah. um, uh, Anyway, anyway. Uh, So you. They do? Oh, they're listening. Okay. They know where we are now. We're going to have to make this next part quick, in fact. Uh, I believe the last thing you had to uh, talk about was um, the TV show Guts. I want to talk about the TV show Guts. Uh, I'm not. I do have a little bit on Guts, but that's more towards the end of the book. I have a big chapter on Double Dare, actually, coming up. Oh, we know all about Double Dare. Now, in your chapter, uh, this is an unreleased book, but we were forwarded a copy. In your chapter, A Slime Called Truth, you make some pretty disturbing allegations about the television show Double Dare. Yes, uh, this is this is probably the biggest announcement throughout the book. Uh, I've, I, I, I've recently come across evidence to suggest that uh, Double Dare was a TV show designed much like that of the uh, the old quiz show television show in which the uh, the host Chuck Barris claimed to be a, claimed to be an assassin for the CIA. Uh, yeah, we we have confirmed that here at Pearl Overflow. Uh, Chuck Barris, uh, the gong was just an allegory for the lives being cut short. Exactly. Uh, well, much like that, I have proof, uh, hard facts that Mark Summers is actually a robot built and designed to uh, assassinate foreign leaders not willing to play ball in this modern oligarchy. Um, a robot? Yes, a robot. I, I would really be interested in seeing this so-called hard proof of yours because here at Pearl River Flow, we've got pretty good evidence that Mark Summers is not, in fact, a robot, but is a shape-shifting lizardman sent here to train human children to endure grueling obstacles that mostly mimic being eaten as they will be eaten and turn into food for the robot, uh, the shape-shifting lizard men overlords. What do you have to say about that? Uh, uh, okay. Um, shape-shifting lizard man robot. It's pretty much the same thing anyway when it comes to the CIA I, mind control. I think we can all agree that slime is a mind control substance. Definitely. I mean, the original you know, GAC, GAC yes. K Ultra. MK Ultra. GAC K. GAC MK. That's not a coincidence. Words don't just end with random letters. That's that's exactly right. Uh, much like Scientology, they would douse celebrities in their mind control substance to get uh, teenagers to follow sexy celebrities. And make their, yeah, no, I mean, shape-shifting lizard men are often notoriously concerned about their cleanliness, just like Mark. Yes, and he is a notorious Summers? germaphobe. Summers, just like they want global summer forever, <laughs> global warming for their lizard bodies. And and to your point, uh, I may be coming around on your point a little bit. Uh, Summers, it's a really good point. Summers, uh, what, do, what do lizards like more than hot stuff? Nothing. Human flesh, mainly. All right. I mean, not most lizards, but, you know, those kind of lizards. Uh, well, uh, so, but, uh, look, and, you know, another thing you really need to bring up in your book is is, is uh, the, the TV show Guts, you know, or as we call it here in the studio, Global Union of Thaumaturgical Sciences, where they were globally dominating God, the very concept of God, who was a, it was a mountain called the Agro Crag, and then the children would challenge the mountain and be thrown to the, let me finish, let me. Yeah, 
that sounds that sounds not that crazy. I'm not crazy. The aggro guy, aggro crack was the voice of God, and, and the children would throw themselves at him to silence him. And and you can't, we can't do this. I mean, I certainly know that Mo Alexander uh, was a double agent for the uh, for the Russians, but as far as uh, training children to kill God, yeah, I'm that's what sure. it was about. I have seen the logos. The logos tell me the truth. The aggro, let me finish. Today's episode of Pearl River Flows the Babble is brought to you by Global Thermonuclear War. Global Thermonuclear War is here to remind you that we are still possible. Come and visit the wonderful places that Global Thermonuclear War has already touched. The apocalypse doesn't have to be that bad, and neither does the post-apocalypse. Visit such scenic locations as Japan, the Bikini Atoll, and Jackson, Mississippi to see what the post-apocalypse can do for you. Just ask for global thermonuclear war. Call your senators today. Okay, folks, coming up soon here, we got a little something from the archives that we've unearthed. A little story we call the call center. Before that, I just want to get everybody to know that there is a reason we don't have real ads on Pearl River Flows, the Babel, or PearlRiverFlow.com. That's because I hate advertising. If you want to keep the ads off of PearlRiverFlow.com and the Babel, you'll need to make a donation. I mean, you can consider this a threat. You can. I just, we need people to go and there, go to the website. There's a donation button. You don't have to donate if you don't want to feel like giving me money for nothing. You can go to one of my shows. You can buy me a beer there. You can buy a t-shirt or a sticker or a coffee mug or bag that's Pearl River Flow themed on our shop. You go to the website and click on Future Trash. That's where all our merch is hidden. You can do that. Support the show. And we won't have to have real ads ever. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just uh, look up Pearl River Flow, The Babble. And there's a, there's a lot of content there that obviously doesn't make it to the podcast that we provide free of charge. All that you have to do is every once in a while you have to put up with a little bit of whining and complaining and asking for donations like this. So anyway, let's hear it for The Call Center. I'm squatting down in front of the open fridge looking for beers when the phone rings. I yank open this crisper that's stuck to the sides with the goop of something that only bacteria ever ate. Inside, a couple of bronze cans of yingling are all around. I had to go all the way to Alabama to pick them up, but they're nothing special. Not out here on the state line. The phone keeps ringing, and I know I've got to be the only person under 50 with a landline. I need it, though, for my way of life. There's a reason that people say he's a liar more than they say he's lying. Some people just lie. They get away with it until they don't. I look at the phone, the little black on gray LCD display. The number's out of state. It's got to be some call center in some other far-flung hellhole. A sick early evening light creeps through the blinds. I make a mental note to fuck daylight savings time and I hit the button. This is Carl Larson speaking, I say automatically. I crack the seal on the yingling, take the first gulp. It gets me more than halfway through the can. 
half empty, half full. I don't know what gives a shit. If you're filling it up, it's halfway full. If you're emptying it, it's halfway empty. This can is more than halfway empty by the time the stammering voice gets halfway done with her quarter-ass sales pitch. Mr. Larson, she pauses. They never pause. It throws me off. Bad memories. And take another massive swig. Yeah, tell me, what's going on? My voice does its thing. My voice on the phone can relax a bull on crack. The thing is, on the phone, I'm always lying. But on the phone, I'm not a liar. On the phone, no one thinks I'm lying. The bullshit alarms, the reality detecting circuits, they all fail to fire. As long as it's on the phone. I can't get a job in a call center. I'd go to jail. The, we, the, are, um, the makers of Vinseal, a revolting, a revolutionary new vinyl siding. Her voice trails off. I can hear her swallow. I drink a bit more. The beer's almost done, so I wander back to the fridge, phone to my ear. She's about to launch back into the sales pitch, so I hit her with my voice. What's your name? Aren't you supposed to tell me? Increase the empathetic rapport? I ask her. Oh, I'm so friendly. I've got her. I can feel it. I know that she's reading a script, and I'm not. I can't lie in person. My body language, some quirk of my demeanor, some scent or look always gives me away. I can't lie online either. I fill out the wrong form or give the wrong username or put the wrong picture on the wrong website. But on the phone? Hmm. Believe me, you will. They, uh, we, are per... We're prepared to awful oh, to offer you an awesome, no, amazing, no. I interrupt her. The deal's going to be awesome, I say. It's going to be true. For me, not for her. Lying on the phone is my mutant gift. I'm the magneto of the telemarketing world. It's not as useful as you'd think, but as she speaks, I know. Something on her end is wrong. I can tell. Her voice gives me everything I need. It. We are offering a brain. Brain. A brand new, crisp, $100 bill. The lead up, stomach churning. It's like listening to a hostage pleading. She's snapping. But I haven't done anything. I'm just here to apply my telemarketer magic. What's your name? Jennifer, she says. Her voice is cracking, terrified. She can tell me anything she wants, but she doesn't know it yet. All I have to do now is flip things around for one moment. Put her out of her script. Let her fall into my voice. I smile, and she can hear it. Jennifer, look. I need you to see this for what it is. Once I have the name, I'm halfway there. 
Once I introduce something different, they listen to me. The free stuff arrives at the door. The rebates get bigger than the purchases. The coupons come in the mail. Jennifer is no different. I need a good vinyl siding job. I wish I could get a new paint job, but instead, I deal with this. I cannot be choosy. It's in here, she says quietly. Her voice goes to nothing. I can hear the background noise of the call center. (laughs) Cubicle walls reflecting a hundred calls. Everyone offering that crisp hundred dollar bill. That miracle of Vin Seal. It? Tell me what it looks like, Jennifer. It's in here. It's stalking. It's a bug. It's a really big bug. It sees us. We, they, we can't, I can't see it. You, you made me see it. What did you do? I wish this was the first time I'd heard this. Still, I don't know what to do. I'm not sorry either. This is the bug's fault. Still, this is what I say. I'm sorry. I let you see. I told you that you could see. Now, Jennifer, I need you to tell me what it looks like. It knows, is all she says. Jennifer hangs up the phone. And I go back to the cabinet for something stronger than America's oldest brewery. That night is one of worry and bad dreams. Of that night, that night is worry and bad dreams of jointed legs and molt. In other words, the night goes on as normal. I drink too much and fall asleep on the couch. I wake up sore. Go through the money from the shitty sweepstakes, drink the free coffee, check the coupons, and fill out all the forms, making sure to leave my telephone number every time. Before noon, I get in my car, which is a gift from a supplement pyramid scheme, or as they called it, a wealth funnel system. I drive to get my groceries in town, 16 minutes each way, no radio, no music. Just thinking about Jennifer and all the other call center terror I've heard since I discovered my gift. I used to think it was nothing, some unique psychosis. Nobody else speaks with them, I reasoned. They work in a hive like that. It's buzzing with noises and phones and who wouldn't see insects? I no longer tell myself that as I buy my vegetables and my bread. I stock up on the vitamin B supplements that I seem to require when I have to influence people over the flock. I used to think it was nothing. Probably some unique psychosis. Nobody else speaks with them, I reasoned. If you work in a hive like that, full of buzzing noises and phones, well, you're bound to see insects. I no longer tell myself that as I buy my vegetables and my bread as I stock up on the vitamin B supplements that I require when I have to influence over the phone. I buy lots of beer. It helps. 
I shop local in McRowdy's, not out of some overriding desire to help the economy of this two-spotlight town, not because the leering eyes and the meth-riddled faces at McRowdy's are soothing and familiar. No, it's because my only other option is Walmart, and at Walmart, an insect stalks the aisles. I've seen it. I've seen what Jennifer saw, what the other call center zombies see, the bug in their midst, regarding them with a calculated managerial menace. It's a thing that looks like a man, capable of wiping out their lives with the stroke of a pen or a proboscis, whatever it is it may yield. Whatever it is it may wield. I'm not sure how it works why it works, if it works. I don't know if they made me see or if I made them. Today I'm about to chalk it up to too much time on the phone when I see one in McRowdy's. First I see the antenna twitching as real as the bruised avocados and the green bananas. I don't raise my voice or warn anyone when I check it out. Everyone here is oblivious. It doesn't watch with its compound eyes. All it sees are the blind and sunken eyes of the old man putting soup cans on the shelf. I think it's going to eat him. Maybe something like him has eaten Jennifer by now. As I drive home, I recall someone talking about a buyout of McRowdy's. I go the speed limit, keep my eyes peeled for deer darting across the road. I don't listen to the radio much. The music channels are okay, but I have to avoid talk radio. If I listen for too long... I begin to hear the chittering tones, hisses and pops from the hosts as they take calls in some language that I've never heard. That night I do something I almost never do. I check the news online. I do it in terror, drunk, browsing headlines, painfully reading a thing here and there, never reading the comments. Still feel it, the emotion, the voices. I recognize the faces and the pictures. The story comes up again and again, and I know that Jennifer is who they're talking about. There are pictures of blood and a call center. They're saying it's the first female mass shooter that she was going after her boss. There are mad claims hinted at claims no news outlet dare print. I know what she said, that her boss was a monster. Any mention of it is buried in metaphor. I know it couldn't be any other way. I can't tell if Jennifer killed her boss. To get to that information, I would have to go into the dark online places where half the things were true and everything was a lie. It's not worth it. Nine dead is enough of a story. 
That night I don't sleep for fear of dreams. At 3 a.m. the phone rings. I don't recognize the number. For once, I don't pick it up. Okay, now that we're all feeling nice and happy and comfy, um, thanks to that story, let's hear from Swamp Babies. Uh, This is from their 2013 album, Up High from Way Down Here. This is a track called Heavy Hearts and Bare Tires. Did we not cross? 
And now, Daniel Palmer tries to remember the next word. Well, we have um, we have some 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 that uh the other the other uh they had uh uh yeah um uh uh and uh uh this is just uh yeah uh uh yeah in uh um uh uh in um uh uh yeah uh uh the uh 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 I I I I uh the uh the uh, uh exactly uh uh, uh 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 okay um uh 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 uh, uh, uh far as uh yeah. so wet just i'll oh, just pour it right in my mouth i'm so thirsty oh god it's so oh oh more when you listen to pearl river flows the babble be sure to enjoy a pearl river flow cola pearl river flow cola the cola that you can fuck There it is. It's clearly an interdimensional transmission. We've got it cleared up. Can you? Can we get it? Can we get it on the main screen? 
This is F.P. Jerome coming at you from Gal Garan Entertainment in the Jackson Volcano. Lizard Skizzard is playing its biggest hit, Brief Heard. The crowd is going absolutely wild. The solo has been going on for 38 hours. People are being pushed into pits. It's madness. I am being for informed that the volcano is in fact exploding. This is it, people. The crowd's going wild. The Peter Rose signing off.